0: Welcome to My Turn Podcast, the gaming podcast hosted by extra competitive siblings. My name's Jem and I am the big sister of this sibling hosting team and I'm joined today by my brother,
1: Erim. Hello, Erim. Hello. Hello, everyone. (laughs) How are you all doing? Thank you very much for tuning in to episode two of season four. Yes,
0: it's season four. (laughs) We've made it to a whole other season, Erim. It's quite exciting, isn't it?
1: It is indeed. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we're in our second lockdown. Well, actually, no, we're kind of coming to an end of that. But uh, during that time, I've had lots of uh, opportunities to play lots of games. So it's been very, um, very well used. Let's say that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is uh, definitely the benefit of this year. If if you can say there has been one, is uh, (laughs) computer games are booming. They've been a wonderful sort of... um, source of escapism uh, <laughs> something to definitely help the mental health um, oh, yeah. and also just a way of connecting with friends online and so mm. this series of um, my 10 podcast we are going to be doing as much as as we can to bring you regular updates uh, of our game reviews and our usual uh, silly sibling rivalry based banter. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I cannot been- wait to play board games with you again once uh, the lockdown is over. I think we should actually film it as well. I think that would be a good, good to see and everyone can actually see how competitive we are.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point because when we started this podcast, and even at the start of last series, we were still playing physical board games as part of our games reviews. Um, And now it's just all video games. (laughs) We miss you, board games. We miss you. I
1: know. We've got so many good ones to play with you as well. So really excited to share that.
0: Yeah. And I'm really gutted that there's some games that I got last year for Christmas that I still haven't even played. (laughs)
1: Because we just need to no have like to an absolute oh uh, we'll have a board game bonanza when this this, this is all over
0: yes i can't <laughs> wait bro i can't wait
1: neither um, can i
0: but as we mentioned we are extra competitive and so uh what's been missing from the podcast recently <laughs> is exactly that is that idea of us like being in the same room uh yeah. <laughs> oh i miss you but miss um, you too oh we're gonna just cry we're just gonna do you know what
1: though we're gonna see each other again we're gonna play one game and then we're going to hate each other
0: i mean this is true but it's hate that's kind of fueled from love fueled from love yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which i think most families can relate to right
1: <laughs> uh, i think we're a special case aren't we Let's yeah, be honest, our whole family
0: is pretty competitive, uh, and Indeed. very, very shouty. Um, so speaking of games, what game are you going to be talking to us about today, Erin?
1: So, I'm going to be talking about the lovely and very beautifully illustrated game Journey by that game company. Ooh, Believe it or not, that's their name, I yeah. Think that's, incredible, that's, a, isn't it? that's a
0: pretty cool game, actually. Uh, name, game, <laughs> game, and name. I've never played the game, but mm. I like the name. Uh, And I'm going to be talking about the Outer Worlds video game, uh, which is from Obsidian. So uh, we've got two pretty different games, actually, that we're covering today. Very
1: contrasting styles.
0: Yeah, and Hmm. probably very contrasting moods as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this, this game, the one that I'm going to be talking about, Journey, is definitely not my usual cup of tea. But, you know, I think in this time it's a good opportunity to branch out into uh different genres of games and explore different avenues yeah so, yes. for
0: sure well let's yeah. get into it Erin. do you want to kick us okay. off so uh yeah, sure. tell us in a nutshell what is the game about
1: so journey is a linear adventure game i'd call it you're ba- you're this little road figure basically cast out into the desert and all you see is this mountain off in the distance with a great light at the top of it. And you are just naturally drawn towards that point. And the whole point of the game is it's about your journey of how you go from being in the desert, actually to going to this mountain and completing your journey. Um, so yeah, the game is extremely, extremely simple. And it's done like that on purpose. So there's there's not a lot of... Um, thought going into it. It's more about discovery of the environment and what's around you and how you can interact with different things um, within this environment to help you achieve, you know, uh, help you progress in the actual uh, game to different parts of it. So yeah, so is it one of these games? Sorry, I just had to cough then, beg your pardon.
0: (laughs) That's all (laughs) right. Um, So is it one of these games that it just sort of plops you in and you just start and you're like,
1: yeah, oh, I, I guess I
0: just need to go that way. And then you figure it out as you go along. It sounds. Yeah, like
1: essentially, if, if you look around the rest of the map, there's just desert in every direction. Mm-hmm. And if you are one of these people who's quite curious as to what happens if you go the wrong way, you're actually blown back towards um, the path that you're meant to follow. Oh, so even that's though it, nice. it feels quite open, you, you have got quite a linear path to actually follow. But um, yeah, I think there's about two command prompts in the whole thing. One explaining how to jump. To get onto different platforms. Yeah. And then the other one, which is quite a useful function, is to talk or almost sing. So you kind of communicate with the environment around you by using musical notes. And there's these, like almost like sea creatures. I almost think of them like fish, but they're made of materials. And what happens if you materials sing? Materials as in textiles? Like as in, I guess they look like little stitches. Yeah, like as textiles. Yeah, 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 right, okay. Um, So you sing to them and they're drawn to you. And what they allow you to do is when you jump, they actually give you like a bit of a magical power to actually jump higher and fly further. So as you go through the stages, meeting more and more of these uh, magical materials, um, they actually... Uh, like attached to you and your scarf starts to grow longer you're wearing a scarf and basically it's like your magic bar the longer your scarf is Ah. the higher you're uh, able to jump and float around so the the more you get the more you're able to go up to different platforms and things like that
0: is it like a knitted multicolored doctor who scarf
1: no it's um very red and it's uh magical so it just kind of like develops over time
0: Okay. It glows with
1: magic basically and then as you use it like the uh glowingness goes. So it's like a magic bar basically, without okay. it being in like the top left hand side of your screen. It's actually attached right. to your so character. In- yeah,
0: that's quite nice. I quite mm. like that, that it's integrated into your character and the visuals of the gameplay. That sounds really nice. So thinking about like your expectation going into this game I guess I'll ask you what your expectation was but also why you picked this game because I think those two things are <laughs> kind of tied together because as you say yeah. anyone listening to this podcast will know you love a bit of action and you love a bit of strategy oh and this I love game, my strategy game <laughs> yeah
1: so this this is completely different from anything that I'd normally play exactly. Absolutely. yeah so realistically um I mean, like you said, because we want to actually release more regular content, I've actually made a conscious effort of actually looking for games that are a bit shorter and easy to, easier to complete in one sitting.
0: Oh, um, you're doing this it one for the names- podcast. Of Bless course. You. But also because, you know, it's good,
1: <laughs> it's good to explore, um, you know, different genres of games and stuff like that. And I think indie games in particular have really taken off. Um, and there's a lot of amazing indie games out there and I don't think I've really explored that avenue and it's something that I should do because, you know, you talk about some of the games that you've played and they sound fantastic so I thought, why not give it a go myself? You know, delve into my own exploration. So basically, just went on... (laughs) This is like the most (laughs) basic research ever. Went online, was like good short games, came up with a list of different ones. Um, Loads of them sounded good, but this one actually... Uh, if you read people's um explanations of it it doesn't sound amazingly interesting but what really sold it to me was that it'd been so well reviewed so you kind of left in this like what what actually makes this game so good because it sounds like such a basic um principle for a game but Yeah. yeah it is it is literally about it's not so much about the gameplay, nor more the expor- exploration and the journey that you go on, the environments and mm. the incredible, like, obviously being a musician, I massively appreciate music. Um, and the, yeah, the music in this game is incredible. I think it even won uh, Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media. Yeah, I, I think, think
0: I saw that it something along won those some lines. awards, but I can't remember yeah. what. Did it win a BAFTA? I might have made that up.
1: Um, I'm not sure if it... Did win a BAFTA, but it did get voted for um, best game of the year award. I think I'm not actually too sure off the top of my head, but yeah, um, like I said when I was doing the research, I came across all this, uh, all these accolades for it. So I thought it's well worth um, you know investigating. And to be honest. The game is really, really basic because there's not a lot of thinking really involved in it. It is just like a simple platformy, explore the world. There's very little peril. There's a few kind of like little puzzles that you might have to, um, you know, work out. But it's nothing that's really going to test you too much. So in um, terms of um, your
0: experience of it, what are the highlights? What are the big positives?
1: The highlights are going to be, obviously, the journey is fantastic. The way the environment's laid out is incredible um visually it's beautiful musically it's beautiful and it's just simple to pick up and play mm. it's yeah so it, it sounds is just a like the anyone...
0: atmosphere and the and the actual feeling of the game the experiential yeah, exactly. feeling of the game yeah. <laughs> sounds really wanky but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah.
1: also your sounds interaction nice. with the environment and all the like uh the weird ticket creatures or material creatures that uh, Mm. they kind of like join you and help you and they come in different forms as well. Like I said at the beginning, they start off like little fish, but then you'll come across ones that are like manta rays that you can surf on or jellyfish that you can like spring up on and use their magical power to get even higher. Yeah, it's really, really good. And are they,
0: this is just my own curiosity peeking here, but are they um, always sort of made out of textiles?
1: Yeah, they're like, they're a bit like Magic Carpet from um, yeah, Aladdin. Right. That is the best way to kind of imagine it, I think.
0: So having not seen this game at all or looked at any, uh, any artwork for this game, and
1: mm-hmm. you talking
0: about the scarf and you talking about the sort of textile design of these creatures, it's making me feel like there's definitely some kind of thematic thing about stuff that's been made. But I haven't hmm. played the game, so I don't know if that plays <laughs> out in any way.
1: Um... So let's let's describe the environment of the journey again like I said you start out in in an actual desert uh, but you're exploring like these old ruins and the only real textile things are actually the living creatures weirdly so like the Mm. things that are alive are all made of this like material a bit similar to what you're wearing in your on your robe it all looks the same kind of thing. Yeah.
0: No, I wonder why. I wonder why. There must be Do a you know,
1: reason. It, <laughs> there's there's no real story that's explained to you. And, um I'll get onto this hmm. a bit later. One of the great things about this is there's barely any well, I don't think there's any sort of um verbal, you know, explanation for the story at all. Everything is visual, and as you progress through uh the levels, you actually come across like hieroglyphics that are um you know, that are developed for you in front of you. So it'll be like a mysterious white figure who who displays these like hieroglyphics explaining the journey that you've been on. But it's all visual. There's nothing, you know, the cutscenes aren't, um, they don't have any explanation verbally. It's all just visual explanations for where you've been, where you're going kind of thing.
0: Okay, so there's no voiceover in the game.
1: No, no. Like I said, oh. the only communication is this this musical note that you make to talk with your surroundings
0: yeah your description of it is reminding me of the game i played called Gris, which Gris? i think Gris. <laughs> <What> <laughs> it's is really this? it's really hard to say it's, i think okay. i did it in a uh just me and tim review i think but um you should check that out because that's it's, it's sounding very similar where you just, mm. do, it's very beautiful and arty and you don't really know why you're doing anything, but you just know you've got to go in a certain direction and there's a bit of platforming yeah. and, and it's all gorgeous. Um, so were there any negatives or downsides to this game
1: for you? So obviously it's beautiful game. It's very simple and straightforward, but that also is a bit of a negative at the same time. There's not really, I don't feel like I, I'd like to replay it anytime soon. Um, I feel like the journey would be exactly the same. I think the only differentiation is once you played it and completed it once, you come back in a white cloak. So so it's a great game upgrade. to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great game to play once, but I, I wouldn't rush back to play it again. Let's say
0: Okay. That. So on that note, is there anything else that you think is worth mentioning about this game?
1: Yeah, so the game actually is a multiplayer game, weirdly Ah. enough. So as you're playing through uh, different levels, you actually come across other players playing the game at the same time as you. Online multiplayer? Yeah, online. And again, your only interaction is that you make notes. So rather than actually having any sort of dialogue between you two, you just kind of like develop this mutual understanding of helping each other out because you can actually help each other as well and help each other um, unlock different... um, you know, unlock different materials that help construct bridges and things like that. And again, help you to get to different um, parts of the the game. So, yeah, you can actually work um, in conjunction with someone else. But there's there's just uh, there's this really nice thing about not being able to actually be like, you're all right, mate, how are you doing? Kind of thing yeah. <laughs> like, to start, um, from talking to them. That like, you just, yeah, develop this symbiotic kind of like relationship with them. And you you tend to just partner with them and play through the game with them.
0: That sounds but really also, nice.
1: It is really nice because you don't get any trolling or anything like that. You're literally yeah. just with someone else who's there and you just work together. And it's so, it's a, it's a refreshing thing to see um, compared to like people in call of duty, just like swearing at each other. Um, <laughs> right. I think it's a really unique element and I think it's done really well. Uh, so, yeah, you can either explore the journey by yourself or you actually come across different people there yeah. that you can work with to, you know, complete your mission, basically. That sounds so I like think that... a really
0: nice way of doing online co-op mm. for people that don't really enjoy online co-op like me. Yeah, I don't really, I just don't like other people's egos getting in my game. Yeah. <laughs> like, <I> just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that sounds like something I wouldn't actually mind. Um, yeah,
1: 100%. It completely takes away from any of that. And like I yeah. said, if you don't want to work with someone, you could just wait or go a different direction. And I think Amazing. eventually they'll get the message that you're um, being mean and <laughs> don't want to play with them. So then yeah, you can complete enough. the journey by yourself. <laughs> so yeah, it's really, really well thought out, I think.
0: Oh, it sounds so nice. So who would you recommend this game to? What kind of gamers?
1: Uh, and Anyone, really. I think... I think anyone who wants quite a simple, straightforward, but, like, enjoy the experience of playing a game rather than getting frustrated about Mm. overthinking different things. Someone who enjoys, obviously, um, things that are a bit more artistic and enjoys, like, the atmosphere and ambience Mm. of a game, especially, like I said, the music and art style, just for the sake of looking at it, are incredible. So you really get a feeling of, like, awe when you're playing this game. It's really, 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 really incredible.
0: Oh, that sounds so nice. I really want to play it. Um, and I can't remember if you mentioned, what did you play this on?
1: Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. Yes. Um, so I was playing on PlayStation 4. This game originally came out, I think, in 2012 for PlayStation 3. Oh, so it's um, quite
0: old, 2012? Tw- yeah, it's
1: an older game. Yeah, but oh, it's wow. still quite highly regarded. I think it only came out, well, I say only came out... Um, in 2015 for PlayStation 4 but even still that's about five years so but I think it's also been ported over to Windows and to iOS I do not believe that is available for Xbox sadly
0: oh boo I know I'm sorry probably then is it or no
1: I haven't seen anything saying for Switch Um, it's the kind of game
0: that sounds like it should be on Switch but yeah I think it would
1: be incredible on the Switch yeah
0: yeah, it's kind of sad with these games as well. Which the problem I know you moan about quite a lot on the podcast is that yeah. <laughs> they're never on Steam for Mac. It's like there's just nothing on Mac.
1: <laughs> oh well, I think that's um, I think that's one of the things you have to sacrifice when you buy a Mac. Really, you know, you're not really going to do serious gaming on it. I don't believe. I think they're upgrades to 64 yeah. bit and it's just complete annoying, cutting off the of 32 you- bit yeah oh yeah a hundred percent i the thing is eventually i think uh once i've got my place um my flat then i might invest in a gaming computer so then i could play all the games (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: and just to help you build it i recommend watching the video of henry cavill building his gaming pc (laughs)
1: oh my god no i'll get too distracted
0: (laughs) erin's a big fan of henry cavill particularly (laughs) as right so i think that brings us to your racing erin what would you give journey out of 10
1: so reflecting back on it actually i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten um i was initially going to go a bit lower but like obviously because it's not my type of game normally i think i'm just being a harsher critic so if Mm. you're into this kind of game i think it is yeah incredible you'll you'll love it and it's so easy to just play pick up and it just leaves such an impression on you even after about three hours of playing the game you're like Wow, that was amazing. So, you know, job well done yeah. to them. Yeah, eight out of ten.
0: Oh, very nice. Thank you. I'm actually gonna Thank I'm you. gonna look this up because this sounds right up my street.
1: You, you would absolutely it, love it, I promise you, Gem. Yeah,
0: it's just if it's available on any of the platforms that I have. But um let's see, shall we? Uh so yep. I think that means it's my turn.
1: It is indeed. <laughs> So remind us, what was the game you're talking about today?
0: I am going to be talking about The Outer Worlds video game. Um, And that was released on the 25th of October 2019. So it was one of the big games of last year, uh, developed by Obsidian, um, won some awards, and it's available on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. And Windows, so it's available on all the things. Yeah, not Mac, but. <laughs> ah, <boo. laughs> but I don't really think this is quite a big game, so this yeah. is not uh, the kind of thing you probably want to play. I wouldn't want to play it on a Mac anyway. It's not like a smaller, rc narrative-driven game, which I think should be able to be yeah. played on a Mac. I know. But, yeah. I was
1: only jesting. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, go for it. So, describe this game in a nutshell.
0: Oh, in a nutshell. Well, it is a first-person, single-player action RPG. Um, it's, it's quite open world. Um, it's set in space. And you basically wake up um, having been revived from a spaceship where a bunch of colonists um, are still in hibernation and you've been revived to a colony, a space colony that is clearly in danger and in need of your help. Okay. That's that's it in a nutshell. (laughs) Brilliant.
1: Brilliant. So um, just go on a little bit more about like the actual gameplay. So obviously you said you're you're um, thrust into a colony that needs help. How do you go about helping them? What's your role within this game?
0: Yeah, so you're just, when you wake up, you're just told, and it's very Fallout, like Fallout, um, okay. reminiscent of Fallout. I think it's the same developer as Fallout New Vegas. Um, oh yeah. So it's, it's got a lot of similarities to those games. Um, mm. so, yeah, it's very much the same kind of thing. You wake up out of hibernation and someone tells you, oh, the, the, the colony's in danger. We've revived you so that you can help me revive everyone else from your ship. Because apparently, you, you learn early on, everyone on your ship that's still in hibernation chambers yeah. um, is all the kind of like engineers and scientists and educators and artists, like all the people that would be leaders and innovators are all yeah. on your ship, all in all in hibernation. <laughs> um, and that
1: I- seems like a bit of a risky strategy, put all the important <laughs> people on one ship. <laughs> yeah,
0: and what you realise once you get onto the colonies, um, mm. that is that most people in the colonies are kind of worker classes. So it's a bit... There is definitely a bit of a kind of like class system observation um, where it's more from other characters telling you like everyone that's on the colonies is stupid. They're not. And you learn a lot about them, but they've just been dealt a very bum hand with the colony. Like they all work for these big corporations. So the colonies kind of divided up by big corporations. So it's very capitalist
1: but in a okay. way that's
0: kind of hilarious. Like the first, I think first or second person you meet, um, once you've done the kind of um, tutorial element of the beginning yeah. is, like, is like, welcome spacer. And then re- reels Spacer. on some, yeah, like they work for Spacer's Choice, which is one of the big corporations that uh, run. Okay. And so then they like give you a line of dialogue that is literally a sales pitch. Like it's like a sales tagline. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's not a choice. It's Spacer's Choice or something. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing really badly, but yeah. So very early on, it establishes this tone, which is quite tongue in cheek. Um, okay. Okay. It so it has got that can, kind
1: of, yeah, humour and charm about it that yeah, I, I think some of the Fallout much. games do have as well. Yeah, definitely,
0: um, definitely. Ha- as- in terms...
1: In terms of gameplay as well, like, is it a similar kind of system that, you know, you kill, um, you know, kill creatures or bad, bad guys, let's say, and you level up and you can assign different skill perks to different um, skills? Is, yeah, is that the case? Yeah, very
0: much the similar style to, to those games. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like So with,
1: with a game like Fallout, you can be quite aggressive in it as well. So is there also like that... Um, element that if you didn't want to be like a shooty shooty person you could like invest in intelligence and charisma and things like that and charm people
0: yeah 100 percent. so right at the start of the game you are asked to pick your kind of levels and it's exactly that it's like you get to pick between strength and stealth mm. and intelligence and science skills and all of this stuff and so when I play these games I always pick intelligence stealth Science, lock picking—like I'm yeah. always.
1: You go for the opposite of me. I'm yeah. always like strength and speed <laughs> because I, I just want to kill everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm always like having to dump my loot because I'm—I I'm, never pick the strength stuff until later in the game. So I'm always like really light and stealthy. <laughs> you can carry one rock. Yeah. But I, I actually like this kind of game because I enjoy that level of player customization. I enjoy yeah. being able to tailor my ga- my gaming experience with a mm. character. And this just isn't as big as those like Fallout games or a lot of the Batesta titles, which have got a similar kind of menu system and leveling up system. This just isn't as big. Yeah. And I think you can probably smash through this in about twenty-five hours. So it's oh, okay. just so it's like not, not
1: too long at all, then. Yeah,
0: I mean, you can you can drag it out. There's a hell of a lot of side yeah. missions, but it's not it's not a massive game. So what I think is great about this game is that it gave me a sense of all those open world games and particularly those Bethesda games that I really like, like Fallout. Um, mm. with the menu systems, with the upgrade systems, with the with the like weapons pimping out systems that I really enjoy. But without <laughs> Did you create the any pressure, crazy guns then. Yeah, yeah. You cannot you can upgrade your weapons, you can upgrade your armour, you can steal stuff, you can get stuff off of people you've killed and wear that and upgrade it and some mod things. But it's just not oh, as amazing. much of a time sink investment as Fallout 4, for example. Yeah. So In that sense, it's a really nicely distilled version of those kinds of games. And you just feel like once you've got over the beginning, Um, the beginning is a little bit, it's definitely a tutorial type. And once you get over that hump and get into the gameplay, it's just instantly a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, so really engrosses you. So um, what was your expectations coming into it? And obviously you said, um, that it is by the company that made Fallout v- uh, New Vegas. Did you expect a Fallout-style game out of this then?
0: Yeah, I very much did. And just having read some of the reviews, um, I, I very much did. And and that expectation was completely met. I did also expect a sense of humour. I think this company also did one of the South Park games. Um, oh, really? Later- no, <laughs> yeah, which I, I think the... I've forgotten what it's called. The... The newer one, Not the, which I reviewed, the fractured butthole. Yeah, that one. I think yeah, so. Yeah. I, think I still so. never played either of oh, these games. Actually, it's so games, fun. I'd it's love so to fun. Play it
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, <laughs> they I look ex- so funny. Yeah, I expected the humor. I expected it to look really nice, Um mm. and it does look. It looks pretty good. I'd say the colours are a little bit like garish, uh, and garish. I feel like some of the graphics could be smoother. But yeah, in general, I I liked the game based on what I expected it to be. I felt like it met my expectations pretty well.
1: Okay. All right. Brilliant. So go on. Let's um, look at the positives and what really stood out to you about this game then?
0: Uh, I have to mention the humour again. The humour is so on point. The the kind of observational dialogue. (laughs) Some of the characters are so funny, but in a very sort of witty, dry way. Um and I think there's there's one character that I know gets mentioned in a lot of reviews and I have to mention him as well because it's sort of such a it's <laughs> such a encapsulation of everything the game's going for and it's sort of observational okay. stuff. Who is this character? There's a character who you meet in um on The Groundbreaker, which is kind of like a, a big sort of shopping centre docking port part Yum. of the colony. And he basically just runs a little shop and you never see his face because he's wearing a giant moon head, (laughs) (laughs) like a character head, which is part of the branding of the company he works for. And every single line of dialogue he says, like you try and interact with him because he just looks so funny. Every single line of dialogue he says is like an advert <laughs> it's,
1: <Yeah>. just, <laughs>
0: it's just like a. a what kind is he of, then
1: is he just like um oh what do they call it like a mascot person
0: yeah he's a mascot exactly he's dressed like a That's mascot amazing. um Aww. and what's quite fun is you actually can if once you've sneak got your sneak levels up quite high you can actually nick the mask the, the hat <laughs> and you can wear it yourself so you get
1: to see his face
0: no 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 he's got a spare one in the back no he oh. never takes it off <laughs> it's just really funny but they all all the employees that you meet all have work for life contracts yeah they literally work them until they die so there is this sort of like there is this there's a humor to it but there's also this sort of sadness of this sort of working class um colony where everyone is just being worked until they die and then there's yeah. this one area called Byzantium, which is like where all the rich privileged people are and they just sort of hang around and eat and drink loads and they don't even have yeah. jobs. So it really is a comment on capitalism and uh, wealth divides and class divides, but done in a really entertaining yeah. way. Um, and the other oh, nice thing one. I love about this game was just the absolute joy in combat. I just really enjoyed combat. Um, you Not get- clunky at all then? No, not clunky. No, 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 no. So I haven't
1: got... I can't remember what it's called. Is it the VAT system that is in Fallout where you uh, like select places to shoot on something? Is it all quite free-flowing?
0: It's pretty free-flowing, but you do get stuff come up. Like you do get um, highlighted bits of bodies and things like that so that you know where is a weak point, for example. But if you kind of get to... Ah, okay. Yeah, it's not like quite the same, but you do get to watch... Critical hits, so in that sense, it's similar to Fallout, yeah. where if you get a critical hit, I think that's, you get that's like a, a little video. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the companions are really have really funny um, powers and little funny like catchphrases that they use. Oh, nice <laughs> you, you've got six companions that you can collect throughout the game, and a couple of them are really funny. Um, yeah and go so, and give us an
1: example of one of the companions
0: you, one of my favorite ones is that you you have this robot called sam and he's a cleaning robot like literally he's a cleaner he's a robotic cleaner <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and how do you manage to get a cleaner he, as um your sidekick
0: well he's just on your ship and you just need to fix him up and then he's he's good to go he's I... really funny <laughs> like he just I can't even remember what he actually says but he like you, you get him to yeah. use his special power during combat and he's like I, I'm gonna clean you and then he just like stomps on stuff and well I can't even remember what he does now I <laughs> like honestly can't remember I haven't played it for a I'd be of interested
1: to see this yeah but there's like good. there's it also good, a
0: vicar though. who is like eat my wrath or something when he shoots his gun <laughs> I mean I can't remember any of their catchphrases but they are very funny um nice and also one. like one of your characters has like a love life problem that you need to help and like it's oh. really sweet like you get them to go on a date and like it's so cute <laughs> <laughs> So the, the yeah, very I random
1: really... in a, shoot, a shooty game um but fair yeah. play to them for being original with it yeah but yeah is there anything in particular in the game that was was a negative then anything oh the you didn't menus she like? sounds like you love it
0: i did love it but the menus oh my god like for a game that isn't as long and complex as... I know I keep comparing it to Fallout, but I'm I'm going to. So deal with it. Um, for a game that isn't as long and complex as something like Fallout, um, this has the complex menus of something like Fallout. And it just doesn't need it. Yeah. Uh, it. I had to... I was trying to just get on with playing the game... And there were so many things. And I'm like, I don't know if I need to pick this up. I don't know what this does. I was trying to figure it out myself. And in the end, I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to go on YouTube. And there were so many YouTube videos of people saying, watch this before you play The Outer Worlds. The menus are a pain in the ass. And it's just like, yeah. So they've done a really bad job of explaining
1: actually yeah so it sounds like they've done a really bad job of explaining what what you actually need to know before you start even though they had that tutorial bit at the beginning yeah
0: and that was kind of more about using your your combat and your powers because you have this like time dilation power
1: um
0: Mm. which means that you slow time down but you've only got a very limited amount of time to do that which you can upgrade as you upgrade your powers, your kind of strength and things but uh, so it kind of gets you used to doing that the tutorial bit uh, and changing weapons and stuff like that. But the there's men- The menus are just not very slick in terms of while you're in combat, you you kind of need more shortcuts mm. because there's so many different things that you can change and switch around while you're in combat. But this- the Does shortcut- it make quite
1: a big difference then? Like actually knowing what all the menus do or is it,
0: yeah, is it just a case
1: if you really want to delve into details, then you can and you don't necessarily need to?
0: There's like a whole branch of the med- of the inventory that I just didn't really use, which is all the uh, medicines. You, you pick up medicines and food and I just didn't really use them. You have an inhaler and you get different slots that you can apply uh, the foods and the medicines to. And that yeah. you can use that during combat to top up your health. But. There were so many different things that I just didn't feel like it was worth my time using. For example, you can take one medicine and you get a 20-second benefit. But when you're in the middle of combat to then switch around your inhaler to take that or go into the inventory to manually take it and then switch to something else because you need something else because you now you've got a different kind of enemy coming up or the the thing only lasted 20 seconds and you've only got two of them. You know, like, it just didn't feel intuitive. And I'm used to playing yeah. games like The you know, Witcher 3 where you've got loads of different things and you can really easily get in and out of putting one oil on your sword, putting another oil on your sword. Like, mm. it's quick. Once you know what you're doing, it's quick. This just felt really clunky. So I just didn't mm. use them. Um, and Alex, my partner, played this game before me. And yeah. once I was about halfway through this game, he was like, have you figured out like the food and the medicines? And I was like, oh, I just don't use them. And that that annoys <laughs> me because you yeah. actually sort of don't need them. So why are they there? <laughs> like, <laughs> I played the whole game without really using them at all. Yeah.
1: Um, but then yeah, you, say, you say, say this as well, though. In The Witcher, I never really used the oils or on my swords at all. I just don't carry... You? I just, No, I just killed everything through being, (laughs) it's really weird because obviously I was being lazy and not actually spending the time learning um, how to use the oils for different creatures. But then I'd also spend about 20 minutes killing one thing. (laughs) Oh
0: no, see, I love uh, that element of the Witcher because I I like getting smug about it. Like I've already got enough oil or I've already got enough potions like in the bag. (sighs) And before I get get into a fight, I'm quite strategic in games like that and i think See, that's I'm, what annoys just, me like, about I this want to
1: get involved in something and just like blow it to bits really yeah. <laughs> as quick as possible so yeah but like that game this game then will still be um of interest to someone like me who is just like i don't want to sit there and learn everything i just want to get myself engrossed in the game and just absolutely. play Absolutely, amazing. absolutely
0: and that's why i say the menu system is really like my biggest negative for this game because i feel like a lot mm. of the complexity of it is unnecessary and you don't really need to get involved with it yeah um the other slightly annoying thing is your weapons degrade really quickly so you're constantly Oh no, it's not like
1: breath of the wild is it where yeah degrades. you're
0: constantly like no but you, why but they, they don't break you have to fix them so it's more it's more like witcher like we are constantly like using weapons upgrade kits and armor upgrade kits um, you can level oh, up, but that's so, so frustrating. That, that, yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying because it makes a huge difference to the combat uh, output of the weapons. And also, I love yeah. upgrading my weapons, so I spend ages getting like awesome upgrades and like comparing what's the best one for what bad guy. I really enjoy that. And <laughs> and I I stole quite yeah. a lot of really good weapons as well um so then oh, no so then like start fighting and after about two minutes you're like oh gotta fix my weapons gotta upgrade my weapons oh, and then you get to a point where you're constantly breaking junk weapons down in your menus in order to then have enough weapon parts to upgrade your weapons so yeah like i like in game admin i just don't like having to do it during combat i think that's my point so if if it's like
1: yeah, you go yeah, back really to your, your home or you happens. go
0: back to your base or your ship and you do everything there and then you're good to go for like another couple of hours without having to tinker with stuff again, wicked. But in yeah. this, it's like constant. You're constantly breaking down weapons because you're upgrading. You're like fixing weapons all the time. But maybe it's my combat yeah, style. Maybe just, I was just burning through, <laughs> burning through the uh, <laughs> In the condition of my weapons really fast. No, I,
1: I, th- I think I think you're on to a point. I mean, realistically, when you're in combat, you really want to be focusing on that yeah. and to think about all these other factors can sometimes be really distracting. And like yeah. I said, in Breath of the Wild, what I've played of it so far... It's so frustrating that halfway through, like you, you'll probably go about through about like two or three weapons sometimes in yeah. in one group in of one enemies fight. if you're not yeah, careful exactly. about it. But yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, any other things that you you would like to note? Anything that makes it particularly unique or stand out from other games? I know yeah. you said about the humor, but I
0: really anything else? enjoyed. I think this strikes the perfect balance between being a big game and a small game so uh, a good example of that would be the colony itself is actually quite small so you go to different planets and you've got an amazing little your spaceship is called the unreliable <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and again like the gags are hilarious so when you're going from one planet to another you're li- you've got a screen on your ship um like your uh, bridge area of the ship and you've got a little screen and your spaceship like goes across the... Sk- it's just really cute. Like your spaceship yeah. goes whee, across the map. Um, but while you're loading one area to another, you get these kind of posters that come up and they will oh, be yeah. a kind of like retro poster of something you've done. Like the one of the first ones when you get the the unreliable is it says the unreliable takes flights. And it's like as if it would never, ever fly again because it's such a rubbish ship and you've managed. (laughs) (laughs) Just stuff like that, like little details like that. But when you're flying to the other planets, a couple of them are very small and there isn't much to do there. But they're just different enough and just interesting enough to give you a sense of exploring a bit of a world. Like, yeah, I know it's a colony, so it's more than one world technically, but... Yeah, you get enough range. Like there's one planet that's just there's nothing there to do. I think you do two missions there and there's loads of horrible baddies on it. But it's Mm. really sparse and you kind of get the feeling you're in space a lot more on that planet, because you can kind of see the spacey sky and it's all craters and yeah, like really sparse. Yeah, it feels a bit more
1: exposed to actually what Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exposed to it. And then there's another planet
0: which is a bit more like the Wild West um well, yeah. you, you kind of feel a bit more like a space cowboy on that planet and everyone's sort of a bit more gung-ho and people have massive guns and there's like dinosaur-like creatures roaming around and stuff
1: um, yeah so and you've then, got like almost different cultures in each one as yeah well,
0: exactly and then like the main planet that you're on as i said has got the really posh city which is all kind of art deco and really clean and nice and so it's all, the aesthetic for the different places you travel to was really nice and really well thought through, but nothing was ever too big. Like you never thought this is too vast that I'm going to get sucked into a million side mm. missions and never complete the game, um, which is what I do with big games. Yeah. I, I spend so long playing side missions. Yeah, you're very much a completionist, end, aren't you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I get not. Into side missions. No, because I, there were several massive games where I've got to the end and then I've just gone, nah, do you know what, I don't want to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> because I've, I've played the game out so much that that last choice that you need to make about how the story is going to end sometimes i just think that ah, sod it I'll do you just know leave it open. that is such a
1: weird <laughs> point because i've found that recently okay so um I think I did a similar thing with Dying Light and also with Red Dead Redemption. I basically got to the end and it was like, this is like the last bit of the game. And I was like, I'm not going to complete it. Really weird that actually. Yeah, I
0: think it's a mental thing is that once you've made that lot, especially with open world games that have got a kind of Mm. story that you can affect based on your choices of who you ally with and stuff. And this game's similar, your allegiances matter um yep. sometimes you get to the end and you have put so much time and love into the game and you're like i just sort of don't want it to be over in my mind i don't want to oh. like I, I didn't i didn't complete fallout 4 i got right yeah. to the last choice and then i decided i don't want to make that choice so i just left it <laughs> i just i was like i'm literally at the last dialogue choice and i just could just was like nah, no, do you know what I don't, I don't really care
1: sh- how peculiar I found yeah. that really really weird I yeah. thought you you were someone who liked to see someone um, something through to the end um, well this
0: game I did this game yeah. I, because it wasn't too long and I, I didn't like I invested in it and I really enjoyed the ride but when I was at yeah. the end I was like I'm ready for this to be over now um, yeah, no, so i did I, you know i made my choices you get your little film at the end which shows you what your choices have re- resulted in like if the colony's okay or if you screwed up the colony <laughs>
1: was it okay or did you ruin yeah, it yeah
0: i think i oh, made well the, done i think i made the best choices that i could have made you yeah. can be like you can side with the capitalist institution and like screw over all the workers so i think that would be <laughs> if you want to be mean that could also be quite fun <laughs> yeah. but i didn't do that. I, <laughs> I was like as nice as I could be um, and saved as many people as I
1: could. Oh, well done. Yeah. I'm very proud yeah, of you. I was, yeah, I but was happy. Anyway, let's move on. To, uh recommendations. Who do you think this game is for? Because it anyone like something I would like. Like
0: who likes open world games, yes. anyone who likes a game that's set in space, anyone like yeah. who likes games that are. We. Well, I think you have to enjoy first person. Um, mm. I wish I could have played this in third person because I just wanted to enjoy my character as much as the characters I was with. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, I, I would recommend it to anyone who enjoys Fallout uh, and any kind of fun space games.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So your rating out of 10, please.
0: I am going to give this eight and a half.
1: Eight and a half. Wow. 10. Very good.
0: Yeah. There's just Nicely. a few too many like menu clunks and mm. yeah, there was a few things that I was like, oh, if only that would have been a bit slicker. But yeah, in general, for for a game like this, if you're looking for yeah. a kind of medium sized game, good quality medium sized game, this is a hell of a lot of fun. Really yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh,
1: just out of curiosity, because obviously the, you, you've compared it to, um, yeah, Fallout quite a lot. Obviously, Fallout is it. I always forget what the number is Fallout 76 or Fallout 86. Obviously, that wasn't very well received. No, I haven't played that,
0: so I don't know. But does
1: this feel like it could be, um, the kind of what's the word way of describing this like the unofficial successor to the Fallout series? Yeah, well, a lot of people,
0: yeah, you can go down a rabbit hole reading about this. A lot of people, um see it as the natural sequel to fallout new vegas
1: that's it that's what i wanted so yeah
0: exactly Mm -hmm. so there apparently are some easter eggs that confirm this so this is set way in the future of fallout of the fallout franchise um i can't remember what year this is set in, but it's way 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 in the future uh but yeah apparently there are little easter eggs to look out for because they're developed by the same developer so those things are there but it's got such a, a feel of the fallout story even Mm. though it's set in a completely different world like a completely different setting um with different technology and and stuff it's definitely it's got that post-apocalyptic rundown feel to it a lot of the time
1: (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) so
0: even though they're in space so it like yeah even the aesthetic certainly the gameplay yeah
1: brilliant all right I think that is our for today. Fantastic. Oh my
0: goodness. We talked a lot.
1: We did indeed. It was good. <laughs> yeah, just looking at the time now. <laughs> but no, it just shows that they're both very good quality games that we both really, really enjoyed.
0: They are. And one thing I would say from the sound of yours and uh, knowing from playing mine is that they both seem like really good escapism. So if you're looking <laughs> for games to escape with.
1: If you're depressed at the <laughs> minute. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And yeah. I should
0: say, the Outer Worlds. If you have an Xbox, um, the Outer Worlds is currently available on Game Pass, which I think is like five pounds a month. And um, as I said, it's not the biggest game in the world, so you could, you know, if you've got time on your hands, you could clear it in a month. Um. So yeah, like look, look it up on Game Pass if you have mm. that. Um. Just because it's cheaper to play it that way. But yeah. Yeah. Well worth recommend. it by the
1: sounds of it. Yeah. Brilliant. Definitely.
0: Amazing. Well, it's been lovely to virtually uh, hear your voice, brother.
1: Yeah, it's always good fun and it's always nice to catch up. And especially talking about games is always great fun. So, yeah, I can't wait for the next one. I've played some amazing Mm -hmm. games, so I can't wait to share them um, with yourselves and with our listeners.
0: Hooray. Well, thank you very much to you listeners for tuning in for this edition of My Turn Podcast. If you are feeling feeling generous, it is December, tis the season and all that. Uh, please, 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 if you listen to us on iTunes, go ahead and give us a five star review. Why not? Uh, Santa will definitely put you on his good list, if you do that, uh, isn't that right, Ariam? <laughs> <It is
1: right. laughs> we you know don't Santa. Get anything else, you will get a lump of coal. I'm
0: sorry.
1: <laughs> Santa um, loves our podcast. He
0: he does. We have it on good authority. He's actually related to <laughs> us. Uh, we have a huge family, so uh, anyway. um, <laughs> so yeah. We'd love we'd love a, a rating, a share uh help help spread the love if you love games tell us what you've been playing uh also check out our older episodes because we've done a lot of reviews and we're do gonna you know be coming actually
1: just yeah just quickly i wouldn't mind if listeners give us some recommendations as well yes that please would be amazing do.
0: please 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 recommend stuff to us because as we say we just all have a bit more time on our hands because even if it's just about not having a commute that adds a couple of hours a day to our lives so you know we can play more games and we want to play the games that you recommend um so yeah especially as we're rounding up the year so are there any games this year that we should have played that we haven't reviewed yet so let us know uh, but i think that's it from us so uh yeah. bye from me jen
1: and bye from me erin
0: and we look forward to sharing some more gaming fun with you soon take care bye much love take care bye